0: Uh, okay, we're up to daf. Nun ches Amid bey is the bottom line. Um, the Mishnah had said that if someone says to his chaveiro, to his friend, uh, please be mikdash a, a woman for me, and the shliach, instead of the mikdash for the mishaleach, is mikdash for himself, although it's not an appropriate thing to do, it's effective. So, the Gemara has a question. You see, this Mishnah refers to a shliach basically deviating from the, from the mission, and it refers to him as a Chavere, his friend. There's a Mishnah, uh, I think it was about 10 days ago, that we had, that if you send a Shliach to Mekadosh and let's say in Brooklyn, and he's Mekadosh in Queens, it's deviating also, and the Mishnah discussed whether it works or not. Pashas, it doesn't work because you never sent him to go into that location. But over there it doesn't say Chavere, it says Shluchay. So the Gemara wants to know, why is it over here it says Chavere, over there it says Shluchay. So the Gemara says, Maishna nah ha'chadetani ay'mel ha'vei How come over here it says ha'vei where the ha'vei is deviating from the shlichus by marrying the woman himself? Ma'yish nah ha'chadetani ay'mel shluchai. And how come over there, it says shluchai where the shlich is deviating? What's the difference? Why would it pick a different Loshon? So the Gemara says, Ha'chadabu sakamashmalan, Ha'chadabu Um It's picking a bigger chiddish by both scenarios. Hakharabusa kamashmalan Over here the chiddish is, Again, the chiddush of our mishnah is that if you sent a friend to be mikdash, uh, to mikdash anisha, and he is mikdash for himself, so the is shluchai, and and again, what's the halacha? The halacha is that what the person did was inappropriate; it was deceitful, but it works. So the gemara says the difference between shluchai and chaveroi is that shluchai—they're both shluchim, but the difference is a implies a person first of all, implies a friend of yours but it also implies a person that you did not send to do a mission meaning, Shlucha implies I am sending you to do that Shlichus the ladies in Brooklyn, I am sending you to Brooklyn, Chavayroi implies that the person is not being sent to Brooklyn for me, he's going to Brooklyn anyway, he's my friend and I said, listen, hey, it's like on the WhatsApp set, is anyone going to Brooklyn? Said, he's going to Brooklyn anyway he says, okay, Mekadosh <clears> nisha." Over here the <throat> Chadosh is it says, Chavere, why? If it would have said Shliach, that you're specifically sending a person, meaning our Mishnah, let's say the case is that the woman lives uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And you say to your friend, listen, you're going to Brooklyn anyway? While you're there, be Mekadosh and Isha for me. And then he goes, and he's Mekadosh for himself. That's Chavere, if it was shluchai, then it's not that the friend is going to Brooklyn anyway. I'm sending you to Brooklyn, Mekadosh and Isha, which is more deceitful. More deceitful is where you're sending him on a mission for you. I mean, when the guy's going to Brooklyn anyway, so listen, he's not like he's not going for me. It's still a deceitful thing to do, but it's more deceitful when you send him. He's going to Brooklyn, mamish, for the and then he stabs me in the back. But chaveray, that's why it says Chaveroi. Because if it would have just said shluchai, I would say it's only deceitful when it's a shliach where you send him to that mission. That's the whole purpose of his mission is to go mekad the but when it comes to Chavayroi, where it implies that he's going anyway, so I just ask him, Listen, are you going to Brooklyn anyway to work? Do me a favor, Makadash Nisha for me. And he is Makadash for himself. Maybe that's not so deceitful. Kamash no, it's still considered deceitful. Hachar Abuza Kamash some in the case of a Ash where he's mamish going specifically for me so I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna for me that's why it's deceitful but when it comes to a friend who's going there anyway for his own personal reason maybe part of you doesn't actually believe he's gonna do it anyway maybe it's not considered deceitful kamash Malon, it is that's why it says over here because that's a bigger khidish. why in that case in daf nun, where it talks about if you tell a man to Mechadosh and Isha for you in Brooklyn and he goes to Queens, why over there does it say Shluchoi? Because that's a bigger Chiddush, why? Because if in that case it would have said, your friend who's not going anyway, meaning over there the Chiddush is, and he's not being deceitful the Chiddush is, I say to you go to Brooklyn to Mechadosh and Isha for me and your are is in Queens, it doesn't work over there it's a bigger Chiddush to say Shluchoy because by Havera, I would say, yeah, the reason why it doesn't work is because he's not going for me anyway. So, it wasn't such a strong shlicha, so if he deviated, I get it. But shluchai, I'm appointing, he's going mamish for me. So he's not doing it where I said. I said Brooklyn, he did Queens. But maybe it should still work, because at least at the end of the day, his whole mission is going there for me. So maybe it shouldn't make a difference where he meets her. Kamash Mulan. Shluchai, that it's not effective. The case of a Shliach where you're sending him Mamish for your mission. He's only going there to Makadish Nisha, not because he's going to work anyway. Maybe I would think that when you said Brooklyn, you didn't really mean Brooklyn. You meant wherever you find her. No, you mentioned Brooklyn. Uh, Even by Shluchai, it is not effective if he's her in a different location. Okay. Now, <clears throat> Basically, we have it in the Mishnah that if you send the Shli'ach to Mekadash for you and he's Mekadash for himself, it's deceitful. The problem is, the Gemara says this happened with an Amora Rav and Hasida traveled to a certain family. He was trying to marry his son off to a certain girl. Okay. Let's say the girl's Rachel. So he's trying to marry his daughter, his son to Rachel. But when he left the house, Kitchel and Ashe, instead of marrying off that woman to his son, he actually married her himself. He married Rachel. So how could Rabban Chasida do something that's considered dishonest? The Gemara says, I thought that's deceitful. He was going there to marry off the woman to his son, and he ends up marrying her himself. That's, mamish, inappropriate. It's not nice. So the Gemara says, The case was the family refused to marry the girl off to his son. The family didn't want the son. They wanted him. So it's only deceitful when, Listen. If the woman was willing to marry the son, and then he jumped in, that's that's deceitful. The, it wasn't going to happen anyway. The shidduch was not going to happen with the son. So he said, "Okay, if they're not going to marry the son, I'll marry you." And they were masking to him. Maybe he had more money, whatever it is. So the gemara says that's why it wasn't deceitful. Shouldn't he at least have called the son and told him before he did this? It's still deceitful. I understand. Yeah, it's not so deceitful. It's not like he, you know he acted. You know he didn't stab his son in the back because the son wasn't going to marry her anyway. But shouldn't he have, he have gone home? There's no phones. He should have gone home, told the son, listen, they don't want to marry you. They're willing to marry me. I'm going to do it. He should have at least been upfront. The answer is, He was afraid that if he left to go talk to the son, she would marry someone else in between. And therefore, in order to prevent that, he uh, he jumped on, uh, and he married her right away. Okay. A very similar thing happened with, uh, not with Kedushan, but with a transaction. Rab Archanah Rab gave money to rav. Omar uh, Do me a favor. Buy me a certain piece of land. So Rab Archanah is a shliach of rav to buy the land. Also Rav instead of going uh, and buying it for Archanah, he uses his own money. He buys it for himself. Okay, so that's mamish inappropriate. Hatani I thought that's deceitful. How could rav do that? The answer is, again, Rav wanted Rav to marry, to to, to to buy the land for him. He goes and he buys the land for himself, so it's not inappropriate. So why did he do that? The answer is that land was in an area that was run by warlords. Rav was very influential, and therefore, if Rav would have bought the land, it, it would have been really bad for him. Rav had so much influence that he's the only one who could buy it. So therefore, Rav felt it wasn't deceitful because he wasn't going to buy it for Rabbi Khan anyway. Once he got there and he realized that they are warlords, Rav Rechana, it would have been bad for him. The reason why he bought it is because literally he's the only one who could buy it because he's the only Rav who had power in that day that would be able to to, to have the land peacefully. So, it wasn't deceitful because they weren't going to sell it to Rav. It, it, it wasn't going to be good for Rav Rechana anyway. Now, I actually, by the way, I think it's more that the way Rashi describes it, they were not going to sell to Rav like they didn't respect him enough to sell him the land. So it's not, like, it's not like Rav was making a decision for Rav like, oh, it's not good for you. They were not going to sell to Rav It was warlords who only would sell the land to someone they respected, and they had a relationship with Rav. They didn't have a relationship with Rav so Rav wasn't going to get it anyway. So therefore, Rav felt comfortable buying. It wasn't deceitful. Ah, buy little, do you? But shouldn't he at least go tell Rav what he's going to do before he does it? The answer is, Saber. same answer we had before, which is that he was afraid that if he would go tell Rav tell Rechana, by the time he got back, someone else would have bought the land. So he had to jump on it. Okay. Rav have a was negotiating on a plot of land. He was negotiating with the owner to buy the plot of land. Also, Rav Abba Zavna. This is the Halacha. This is called ani mahapich Becharora. So you have a person who's negotiating to buy a house. Rav Gidl is negotiating with the landowner to buy the house. Also, Rav Abba Zavna. Rav Abba goes and just buys it outright. He shows up with cash, and basically he takes it from under Rav Giddle. So Rav Gidl, again, Rav Gidl is negotiating, talking the terms, seeing the price, whatever. And Rav... <coughs> Rav Abba just shows up with a... Bag of cash and just buys it. So Azra of Gidil the Rev Zera. So if upset, he complains to Rev Zera and he says, How could Rev Abba just buy it? I was in negotiating with him. He undercut me. That's not the right thing to do. Azra of Zera the Kabbalah Yitzchak Nafs. So, they asked Rev Yitzchak so, what to do. So Amr Leh, Hamdinachialet Senorega. Now Rev Abba was not there, but the, the Rabbana would get together. They would have big Shiurim like Shabashuva, Shabbosagado. So he said, Let's wait for Rev Abba, Shabboshova, Shabbosagado, Joshua, over the next Yomtuf. We'll talk to him in person when they when they saw Rabbi the next time they asked him the following thing let's say you have a poor person who, a wealthy guy is willing to give him money for free okay, and he's negotiating how much to give him and then all of a sudden another poor person just comes and grabs it Basically, he's saying this is what you did. What what would be the halacha if someone just undercuts another person when the other person is negotiating? So um, my um, Russia, that's a Russia. It's not the right thing to do. So Elamar, my time out. He said, Rav Yitzhak said to Rav Abba. So why did you do the Teruf Gidul? So um, Amrle, Lo Yadana. Rav Abba said, I had no idea. I did. I didn't know Rav Gidel was negotiating with him. I showed up. I asked him if it's for sale. He said yes, and I bought it. He didn't tell me I was. I would never have done it. Meaning, I, I didn't know. So, so said, "Hashanami nisven amilei." So now, sell it to him. Meaning, okay, you could still make it better. So sell the land to Rav Giddel. So I'm really, It's interesting. He said, I don't want to sell it. the because this is the first real estate that I have. Please It's not a good sign. Uh, I guess I don't think it means like hocus pocus. Not a good sign. I think it's just not in general. If people find out that I, I bought one plot of land and sold it, they'll think that I'm not doing well financially. So I can't sell it. It's not good for my reputation if I sell the only piece of land that I have. Because the only people that did that were like people that had gambling debts. Like I'm not I'm not interested in doing that. But I'll give it to Rav Gidl as a gift. So Rev Abba says, I'm happy to not keep the land. I don't want to sell it to Rav Gidl, but I'll give it to him as a gift. But what ended up happening, the Gemara concludes, is that nobody used the land. Rav Gidl didn't want to take it because he didn't want to take gifts. Rav Abba didn't want to take it because he felt he undercut Rav Giddel. So there's no one took the land. The Gemara says, Rav Giddel did not go down to the land because he didn't want to take it as a gift. Rav Abba didn't want to take it because he undercut Rav Gidl. He felt it was inappropriate. No one used you the know land? And they called it the land of Rabbanim Because it was because of the cover of the Rabbanim that no one used that land. Okay. <clears throat> the Mishnah then said that if you go over to a woman and you say, me after 30 days, the condition only takes effect after 30 days. Because it's not retroactive. You're just giving the money now and you're saying it should take effect in 30 days. Now, and therefore we said, if during those 30 days she marries someone else, then she's married to the second guy. Because the condition only takes effect after 30 days. By that time, she's already married. Now let's say she doesn't marry someone else in 30 days, meaning, in other words, you give a woman money, and you say the condition should take effect in 30 days. If she marries someone else during the 30 days, she's married to the second guy. But let's say she doesn't. The question is, is this a good form of condition The reason being, the reason why it's interesting, you'll say, why not? Because after 30 days, the money could be spent, right? You give her $1,000 and you say, listen, let's get married after 30 days. But after 30 days, the money's already gone, because she spent it. The question is, do we look at that, that during the 30 days, that money, as money of Kedushin, and therefore it was given Bataris Kedushin, and therefore it works? Or do you say no? During those 30 days, it's sort of like a loan. And now, if I'm Mikadashher with forgiving a loan, Mikadashher Milva ain't Mikudashas. So the question is, does this work? So, It works. And even though the money is already spent. But wait a minute. Now we know that if you give a woman an item to watch, that's not a good form of Kedusha. She has to give it back to you. If you give her a loan and forgive the loan, it's also not good. So why is this different? So the Gemara says, Because this money is not comparable to a loan, and it's not comparable to something that she's asked to watch. That's not comparable to something she has to watch because you're giving the money to her. It's hers. And it's not a loan. It's not like I'm giving it to you but you have to pay me back and then after 30 days I forgive the loan cuz Melville's son did no hadi cuz I gave it to her knowing that it's not a loan she's ever going to have to repay I'm giving it to her as kadushan so we're saying right now if you gave it bataras kadushan it's not converted to a loan it's considered bataras kadushan and it's a good kadushin. now we said in the mishnah that if someone else loybach have a okay now okay so you give her the money and you say it should take effect within 30 days you give it to her Aleph Kislev it'll take effect Lamit Kislev okay whatever uh, don't, don't write to me if there's no 30 days in Kislev whatever the end, of Kislev. The, end of Kislev. the end of Kislev during that time period what if she says I don't want to do this anymore I changed my mind can she change her mind so Mahu says she could change her mind. Why? Because the same way she gave consent, right? Changing your mind is like thought or speech. It's not an action. Usually, if you do an action, you can't just change your mind. You have to do another action to undo that. Over here, there's no action. She said, I'll marry you. That's words. And now she's saying, I won't marry you. So asidebur m'vato deeb. The second set of words undoes the first set of words. Rish says no. Rish Lakish says the second set of words are not good. So the is whether she could change her mind. Okay. So this is what we're going to be dealing with, I think, to the majority of the rest of the daf. Okay. So that's the case. The case is you gave her the money, and then uh, it's supposed to take effect after 30 days, and then during those 30 days, she changes her mind. Machlaik is whether it's effective. The halacha is like this. If I send the Shliach to separate Truma for me, right? so he could separate Truma for me. Let's say while he's walking, I run after him and I say, I take it back. What's the Bitl. If before he separated Truma, I renege, I can pull it back. Rabbi feels this is very similar. I appointed him to be shliach, and I could cancel his Shlichus. So she accepted Kedushin by saying, "I yes, I do. And now she's saying, no, what's the difference? So how does response? Rishlaker says over here, says, if all she did was speak, yes, she could cancel that speech. Over there, I appointed him to separate my truma with speech, I can then say, you're not my Shriach anymore. That makes sense. But over here, she didn't just say, I'll marry you. She accepted the money. That's a ma'isa. She did a ma'isa of Kabbalah's Kedushin. Therefore, to undo that, you need another ma'isa. Merely saying, I don't want to marry you is not enough. So it's not just speech. It's speech that's connected to a ma'isa of Kabbalah's Kedushin. Okay? That was how he answers the first question. Let's go to the second question. another Okay, I send a get to my wife through a shliach. I give a shliach a get, and I say, "Go get her." What's the halacha? I could cancel the shliach. Now over there, oh, that's like very similar. I gave the action of giving the get to the shliach, and yet I could still cancel. So if I gave her the money, why can't I cancel? It's a cash and reshlokish. Ashleiket lisha v'giybil shliach, and shleichach v'shliach v'amar leiketshe nesantukh bottle, who raises a bottle, you could cancel the shliach. Vane sinas get liad isha, the chinesinahs moishe liad isha davi, and katania raises a bottle. Isn't it very similar? Again, I give her the money, and she says, I'll marry you after 30 days. uh, Rishlaker says, cannot cancel. I give the shliach the get to deliver to my wife, I could cancel him. What's the difference? So Rishlaker responds, Rishlaker says the difference is, over there there's no ma'isa. You see, over here, the ma'isa is Kabbalah's Kedushan. Receiving the Kedushan, which she did. Therefore, to undo that, you need a maisa. Over there, what's the maisa? I gave the shliach the get to deliver, but that was nothing. The only maisa is the delivery of the get, which has not happened yet. Over there, I'm canceling the shlichus because there is no maisa yet. It's the shliach. Yes, I technically handed him a paper, but that's not a halachic maisa because, you see, by... Kabbalist, Kedushin, that's a Maisa in Halacha. Over here, I just appointed him a Shliach to deliver. I appointed him to do a mice, and now I'm able to cancel that. So he feels it's not uh, comparable. Hey, Rav Now has a Kasha to Rav feels that you could cancel the Kedushin. Rishlokish now has a Kasha on him. What does it say? Okay, so it's like this. For a vessel to be susceptible to Toma, it has to be completed. So it says in the Mishnah, let's say you have a vessel that's almost done. And normally they put a handle on it. So it's not susceptible to Tumma until the handle's put on. But let's say you decide in your mind, I don't want it to have a handle. It's done for me. Halacha is that machshava alone makes it susceptible to tumma. That machshava. Now, let's say the item already... Now, let's say you have an item... Well, I did that, right? Let's say I did that. And now I want to change my mind. And I say, you know what? I actually think it should have a handle. Is it no longer susceptible to toma No. It's only to undo that. You need a ma'isa, you have to start putting the handle on. By you putting the handle on, that's your way of saying that it needs a handle. So again, if it doesn't have a handle, it's not susceptible to Toma unless you decide in your mind that's enough. Over there, the Machshava ma- the is enough. Now let's say you did that, and then it gets susceptible to Toma. And you want to take it away, right? We know that if a vessel becomes Tame, and then it becomes no longer a vessel, it's no longer Tame. So let's say I want to undo that, right? Over there, it's not enough to just think, I, I'm going to add a handle. No, you need to do a Maisa, starting putting the handle on. Once you start putting the handle on, then it's clear that it wasn't done yet. So that's so it's interesting. I did the Machshava is enough to make it a vessel, but the Machshava is not enough to undo that. Machshava, Machshava, not enough. So Rish Laker says that's a proof to me. I had a dibar. She said I'll get married to you. Dibar. Rav feels Debar can cancel dibar. Rish Laker says no, it can't. Why? And I'll prove it to you. Because over here machshava, right, the thought of making it a vessel, cannot be undone with the thought that it's no longer a vessel. So you see, machshava does not cancel machshava. If machshava does not cancel machshava, it stands to reason that dibar will not cancel Debar as well. Go to the Gemara says, The thought of making it a vessel cannot be undone with thought alone. How come? What do you see? You see that Machshavah is not enough to cancel Machshavah. So therefore it stands to reason that Debra is also not enough to cancel Debra. So Rabbi response is Shani de de adami. It's different. You're right. The machshava of it being a vessel cannot be cancelled the machshava that it's not a vessel. Why not? If Debra can cancel Deber, why can't machshava cancel the The answer is it generally can't. But over here, the thought that it's susceptible to Toma is considered like an action. It's like an action. Meaning um, One second. The thing, Rabbi Yechonon feels that when you think that a vessel becomes a complete vessel, it's not just now it's susceptible to tuma. You're making it a change. There's a change now. It's now no longer. It's no longer an incomplete vessel. It's a complete vessel. It's a machshava that's connected to a maisa. It's considered, you see, Dibar and Dibar are the same. Over here, thinking that it's susceptible to Tum, i think thinking it's not susceptible, not the same. Because if you think of it's susceptible to Tum, that's, um, that's like a maisa. Like, I'm making it roy l'kabu Tum. How do I know this? Because the Pasek describes, we know that for a fruit to become susceptible to Tum, you need two things. You need it to become, water has to touch it, or other liquids has to touch it. And you have to have the thought process that I'm happy about it. The pasuk describes the thought process that you're happy that it became wet as yitain, placing. That machshava of something to be susceptible to tuma is considered in the Torah as described in the Torah as more of an action. So to over here, the thought that it's susceptible to tuma is not the same as the thought that it's not susceptible to tuma, because the thought that it's susceptible to tuma is perceived as more of a ma'isa. Kiderav papa, as papa says, a papa rami." and right? We know that the water has to touch it. Ksiv ki yitain. Which implies that you have to pour the water on it. occurring in kyutan, but it's red kiuton, the water just has to touch it. So does it need the owner's actions or not? Okay, it's that kiyitan, yutan dominitiy. Ma yitin de af yutan de The answer is you don't have to pour the water on it, but you have to be maskim for the water to touch. You have to be happy that it became wet. What do you see though? That the makshava of of it becoming wet is considered yitin. It's 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 an action. And therefore, <clears throat> And therefore, the machshava of it becoming a vessel susceptible to Tumah is a stronger machshava than the machshava of it no longer be susceptible to Tumah. In general, Yenchen could be right. The Dibar could be Mabat But over here it's different because the first machshava is stronger than the second. Okay, so we had a machlekes again. The machlekes was, I give a woman Kedushin to take effect after 30 days. She wants to change her mind in the middle. Could she change her mind? The machlekes, Yenchen, Rishlakesh, and we had three kashas and terutzim. Rav Zvid Zvid has a different version of the That The Mechlegis was not referring to that case where you give a woman Kedushin to take effect after 30 days. Rather, it's referring to the following thing. It's talking about the following case. A woman appoints a Shliach to makabel Kedushin. But while the Shliach is going to Mechagal Kedushin from Reuven, she went, she appoints a a Shliach to makabel Kedushin from Reuven. While the Shliach is going to Mechagal Kedushin from Reuven, she goes to makadish Shimon. So the question is, who is she married to? The shliach is makab kaddushim from Reuven. She is makab kaddushim from Shimon. So which one? So the answer is whichever came first. Imshalo kadamu kaddush kaddushim. Imshal e Meaning, if she married Shimon before the shliach did, then she's married to Shimon. If the shliach already accepted Kadushim from Reuven, then she's not married to Shimon. Okay, that's the mishnah. The question is, loy kidshes atzav v'chazur Bamahu, This is the machlekes of Shlakish according to Rambam. She appoints a shliach to makab from Reuven. The shliyach's on their way. Can he undo that? Can she undo that? Can she say, you're no longer a shliach? That's a machlech. She can't. So it's not exactly the same case. It's not where you gave her the money. You gave her the money and then she wants to change her mind. Over here, she appointed a shliach. The reason why this case is a little bit different is because rishlakish said before, if you give her the money to take effect after 30 days she can't change her mind because it's not just debar and debar it's like she was mikva kedusha she did like a shtiggul Meisah. over here she didn't do anything she appointed a shliach mikva for of Reuven, and then she wants to change her mind can she rav yechiel says yes rishlak says no it's a bigger khidush of rishlakish rav yechiel says asidim rav says yes you appointed a shliach you could can cancel the shliachish rishlakos am enigis Akash says no. Uh, Akash says no because a cannot be mivatul Now, what would be a bomb kasha out of the three that we quoted before? What would be a bomb kasha is the appointing a shliach to mekabel a get. Right? If a man points at a shliach, right? If you send a get through a shliach, the Mishnah says you could cancel the shliach. So if the guy can cancel a shliach who's delivering the get, why can't a woman cancel a man, a person who's or kedushin? And the truth is, it's a bomb kasha and it's a knockout of Rish Lakish. But we'll get there first. First, we're going to ask the other two questions, then we'll get to that. So the questions that we had before are now going to be asked in a slightly different way. If I appoint a shliach to separate truma for him, you you could cancel. So you see, you could cancel a shliach. So why does Rish Lakish feel that you can't cancel the shliach to Mekabel So Amar Rava Rav says the case where you could cancel the shliach to separate truma is not where you just cancel him. The case is where the balabas separates truma before he does. So it's a maisa, but you couldn't just cancel him. That's how Rava interprets the mission according to Rish Lakish. Okay. Rish Lakish, now asks a question. Rish uh, Lakish's kasha is. I'll say it outside, we'll say we just finished it, that if I think that a vessel is done, it's now able, it's susceptible to Tumah. But if I want to make it no longer susceptible to Tumah, I can't think, oh, it's not done yet. You have to actually do a ma'isa. So over there, the machshava cannot cancel the following machshava. So can cancel machshava. Why could divar cancel divar? And the answer is, the machshava of Tumah is more of a ma'isa because of yitim. Okay. You see that Mahshava cannot cancel Mahshava. So therefore it states to reason that deeper cannot cancel deeper Viachna Shani the The thought of making it susceptible to Tumma is a stronger Mah stronger Maisa. It's stronger a ma that's called giving, Okay. but we said though there's one bomb kasha on that we're going to say right now. There's a bomb kasha on Rishlokish, Ace for Again, Rishlakish holds that if a woman appoints a shliach to make she can't cancel it. Wait a minute. I raise a bottle. If you appoint a shliyach, to deliver again, you can cancel. So if I can cancel, why can't she cancel? It's a bomb, kasha, and we pass in like Rabbi Yechonin, that you can cancel, okay? The Dibar can be mevat al And even in the original case, meaning, we pass in like Rabbi in both cases. Both, both scenarios. In the scenario where you appointed a shliach to make a you could cancel. And if you gave her money to take effect after 30 days, you could also cancel. Rav Yechon is correct in both cases. Even though the case where you gave her money, you could look at as not Dibar being canceling Dibar, but rather that's a Kabbalah condition that's a ma'isa. Still, no. She could cancel. Okay. Fine. We pass like Rav Yechan. Kasha so Hilhasa Hilsa. We have a bit of a contradiction <coughs> about how we pask it. Amr Hilghas Kurvechron, right? We just got finished saying that we pass my Kurvikun that Osidim of Atl Deber. But here's the problem. Kaimel and Hilgus Krebnachman. We see the Pas like Grimnachman who fails Bloy Asidim of Vatl How so? T Bailu. The Kasha they once asked Maushi Yaxavigashba. A man sends a Shliach to Makabul to deliver a get. And then he cancels. We said that he could cancel. The question is, can you reuse the get? Rav Nachman Omar but you can't. Rav Sheshes feels that you cannot. The Now we pass like Rav Nachman. Why? So the Gemara assumes the reason why you pass like Rav Nachman is because you're not really canceling. You can't really cancel it anyway. Meaning, right? According to BeEchonon, osidim mavatul diber. Which implies that when you do A through verbal, for, through verbiage, you could cancel A through verbiage. I said to get through a shliach, I'm canceling the shliach, but Ebenachim feels like I could reuse the get. Why? Why don't we say that when you cancel the shliach, you cancel the get? So the answer is, very simply, you could cancel the shliach. we pass like but the get is still good because we don't perceive that you're cancelling the get, you're just cancelling the shliachus. I mean, the machleikus of Nachon Sheshis about whether you can reuse the get has nothing to do with whether a person can, speech can cancel speech. Everyone agrees speech can cancel speech. The machleikus is merely when a person appoints a shliach to make couple a get and cancels a shliachus, is he cancelling the shlichos or the get as well. That's the bottle. Okay. That case in the mission that we've been dealing with, where I give a woman a a Kiddushan to take effect after 30 days, not retroactive, after 30 days, and she marries someone in between, so she's married to the second guy. Right, Reuven gives her money and says it'll take effect after 30 days, the next day Shimon marries her, so she's married to Shimon. The question is is she married to Shimon forever or just for 30 days? So I would say forever because the whole point is that Reuven's marriage proposal will take effect after 30 days, but after 30 days she's no longer a single girl. That should be the halacha. The problem is Amra, right? Mikodesh Rav says when she's in the day 2 from Shimon, she's married to Shimon forever, which is the obvious Pesach. Shmuel says no. Shmuel says, no, she's only married to Shimon for 30 days. After 30 days, she's no longer married to Shimon. She becomes married to Reuven. So, again, seemingly the case is as follows. Reuven gives her money to take effect after 30 days. She then, day two, marries Shimon. No stipulation, just marries Shimon. So I would think she's married to Shimon forever. Says Shmuel, no, she's married to Shimon for 30 days. Then that marriage ends, and she becomes married to Reuven. That's what Shmuel says. It's a pelagodal. doesn't make any sense if she was married to Shimon then how did that marriage end where's the divorce meaning Ruben said I'll marry you after 30 days if you're single after 30 days you're getting married she got married the next day to Shimon she's married to Shimon why why would Ruben's marriage take effect after 30 days she's no longer single I, I don't understand so the truth is it's such a good kasha that there must be a mistake in Shmuel Shmuel never said that there's two cases in the Mishnah the first case is where you give you give a woman uh, kesef kedushin to take effect after thirty days if she's single. In such a scenario, if she marries a second guy, she's married to the second guy forever. There's no shaila. The case of Shmuel is as follows: the second case of the Mishnah, which is You give a woman kesef and you say which seemingly means retroactively. So after thirty days, we're married retroactively. Then that's what Reuven does. Then day two, she marries Shimon. So then, the halacha Shmuel makes a lot of sense. For thirty days, she's married to Shimon. But once thirty days happens, then retroactively, she was always married to Reuven. That's what he does. Amar Yosef, Masil Kashle. The problem with Shmuel is because you think Shmuel was talking about the first case. Riv Yehuda Kashle. Rav Shmuel was actually talking about the second case. What was the second case? May Right? You give a woman a ring and you say May which means after thirty days, it should take effect retroactively. Then she marries Shimon the next day. So Rav says, Rav feels that she is married to both people, meaning we don't know who she's married to. So she, she needs a divorce from both. And according to Rav, if you say the Lashon on day one to Ruben, and then day two you marry Shimon Stam, we, after 30 days we don't know who she's married to. She could be married to Shimon, she could be married to Ruben. We're not sure. Now let me explain what's the Shayla about, why, why are we not sure? We're not sure. When Reuven said, achshav, yom, What did he mean? You see, if achshav, yom, is a Lashon of retroactive, meaning after 30 days, achshav, you're married to me retroactively, then it's not a Shaila. You're married to Reuven retroactively. After 30 days, she was always married to Ruven. Rav is not sure if achshav, yom, is saying retroactive or he's changing his mind, meaning maybe what he really means to say is, achshav, I marry you now. No. I'm actually marrying you after 30 days. Meaning, it could be he's trying to change his mind. Because we're not sure if he's making a retroactive stipulation, or he's actually trying to change his mind. See, if he's changing his mind, then what he's really saying is, I'm marrying you right now. No, actually, i marry you after 30 days. In which case, the marriage should only take effect after 30 days. But after 30 days, she's already married to Shimon. So whether she's married to both or just Reuven depends on what does Miyakhshmyyim mean? Shmuel feels Mikdash is Venkadash Allahim for the first thirty days we're not sure. But Lakala Mid Yoim, poke dushish shimm, but for after thirty days, retroactively Gomak Dishusion, retroactively she's married to Ruben. How so? Rab Safkalay Tenohavi Kazar Hav. Rav is not sure whether when a person says Meak Shlosh Myoim, is that a saying retroactively or it's changing his mind? Shmuel is confident that Ma'achshav is saying retroactively. It's not changing your mind. If you're changing your mind, we don't know who you're married to. Maybe you meant you're married to that person retroactively from now, in which case you're married to Ruven, or you meant in which case you married to Shimon. We're not sure. Shmuel is confident. Ma'achshav means retroactive. So there's a Rab and Shmuel. What is the stipulation? Does it mean retroactive, or are you changing your mind? Rav's not sure, Shmuel's confident. The truth is, this Machleg is Rav Shmuel has already been argued about before by Tanoim, Tanya. Instead of by Kedushin, you give a woman again, you say, So now what does that mean? If it's a re- retroactive, it means when I die, retroactively we divorce from right now, so it's a good divorce. Or if you think that the person is changing his mind, that what he's really saying is like this, we should be divorced now. No, actually, after I die. You can't be divorced after you die, you're already dead. So if it means retroactive, it's a good get. If you're not sure, it's not a good get. Rav, and the following tenoim. Get, Lane or Get. uh the Chomim are not sure whether it's a get because they follow Rav, or Rav follows them. That that he's not sure whether it's retroactive or it's changing your mind. Rav, Rabbi, get. Rabbi says, no, it is a good get because Rabbi and Shmuel are in the same opinion that this means retroactive. So the Gemara wants to know, why do you have to say two different machoiksem? Why can't Rav and Shmuel just say, name a Rav, or why can't Rav say, I follow the Rabbonon, that I'm not sure whether Me'yem, Me'lach, Yom is retroactive or not, and Shmuel, name a Shmuel, and Shmuel should just say, I Paskan like Rebbe, that it means retroactive. Why was it necessary for them to say their machoiksem independently? Rav and Shmuel were arguing about Kedushin, and Rebbe and the were arguing about gittin. I'll tell you what, Tzvichah if Rav would have said that I'm not, I possibly like the Rabbanon that I'm not sure whether my is, is retroactive or not, I would say hani mili, that's only true by Gittin. Because the whole point of Gittin is to distance them, therefore he's not sure, maybe people don't want to get divorced so maybe he was retracting a statement. But over here by Kedushin it might be a little Shmuel's point is it means retroactive. By Kedushin it makes more sense. People want it to be retroactive because they want to get married right away. Retroactively, right away, divorce. The whole point is the distance. People don't like the distance; they don't want to get divorced. So maybe it was a retraction. First, he said, Hayom, I want to divorce you now." Nah, Actually, in thirty days, because it's unclear if Rav would have just said, "I pass it like the Rabbanu by Gitin," we would not know the halacha by Kedushin. The Amr Shmuel garebi, and if Shmuel just said that I pass it like Rebbe, that by Gitin it's a retraction; it's it's uh, it's a it's retroactive. I would say, "Haba, I mean, would ain't get lachar misa." I would say maybe over there it has to be retroactive because the guy knows there's no divorce after death. If it's not retroactive, what does it mean? He's saying divorce me now? Actually divorce me after I die. Which is meaningless. So maybe a person knows that therefore it has to be retroactive. But by kedushin, where he's saying there is a possibility to, to, to marry her after 30 days. So maybe it is a retraction. sriha therefore it's necessary to say they argue in both scenarios. I will stop you.